Hello and welcome back to the Field of Design podcast for your news, stories and nonsense from the sports apparel and sports creative industry. My name is Mason and with me is... <laughs> Very good. Very good. Kit Lushev. Uh, you obviously saw that video this week as well. With, uh, with the young fella jumps off jumps off the school bus in America after grade one and celebrates by pouring milk all over himself in Stone Cold Steve Austin fashion. So very good. And yes, I'm back. I'm back and um and and I'm we're alone though. So there's not a third member. Still we haven't got haven't got the gang back together quite yet. Uh Nick's Nick's balls deep in a move, so um best of luck to him. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get there. There'll be, there will be an episode this year where all three of us are together. How are you? I'm good. I feel like I feel like it's been a very long time. <laughs> good. I've aged about eight years in the last six or eight weeks. It's been very busy with uh with work traveling and this and that but but we're good so starting to hopefully quieten down now and um orders in for the 2024 season which is terrifying and then um gonna go for a work trip to china in august and then uh, oh nice go to europe for three weeks in september october and then get back and get straight into 2025 stuff so (laughs) grind never stops exactly yeah and you sound as burnt out as i do i think we're both we've both got that congested kind of sound going on so fucking cold but you kind of look at the weather and it's not really that cold like like what is it highs of 24 22 24 at the moment but it's 15 degrees at the moment i'm fucking dying so you move to Brisbane, you really do become acclimatised to, yeah, to perfect weather. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I tell tell any of my friends from Melbourne or Canberra or whatnot that it's cold, and they just fucking laugh at me because what's it? Probably fucking five degrees down in Canberra right now. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. It's negative one degrees in Canberra <laughs> right now. <laughs> Literally negative fucking one yeah. in Canberra at the moment. Oh shit! Technically snowing. I don't know how they can bear it. Oh, well done. Good job. Have you got a little? Uh, uh, hold on, let me have a look. What's this? That's the best. Uh, no, that's not it. Okay. That's like an Asian orgasm or something. <laughs> Oriental orgasm. Oh, what's this one? Hold on. Oh, that's a some sort of bullshit meter. Yeah. All right. Cool. Maybe we can use that a bit later too. Uh, big episode this week, along with our uh, topic expansion examination, we have got kangaroos jersey prices reduced, quote unquote fingers there. New supplier for the Warriors from next year, preliminary FIFA 2026 branding is released. The SSN First Nations dresses have dropped and search for Victoria 2026 production team begins. To keep up with the visual references in today's show, you can visit our Instagram page at Field of Design Podcast and look out for the episode highlights reel. You can also find all source articles and reference links via this episode's dedicated page at thefieldofdesign.com. 
if you'd like to get in touch with us through Instagram, you can or via our email at fieldofdesignpodcast at gmail.com. This is from Sydney Morning Herald, smh.com.au. Thanks to Adam Pengilly. The prices of Australian rugby league jerseys will plunge to an almost 30-year low after the NRL agreed to a trial, a pilot program that could revolutionise how much fans pay to wear team merchandise. In a move being held as an important step amid the cost of living crisis, retailers are preparing to sell Australian men's and women's jerseys for $99 when the new line hits the racks in August. The apparel will be available for the kangaroo and jillaroo tests at the reduced price later this year. Officials are forecasting the demand for jerseys will increase significantly before Christmas. Who's taking the cut here? I can tell you who's taking the cut. It's the, it's the NRL. So they're not getting their royalties deliberately obviously so that's how you can charge less but fuck we could almost do a full topic on this i've known about this for a while because we were in chats with this license um a few things that i'll point out so um obviously sports sports uniforms aren't cheap right like whether it's nrl you're paying what 150 160 for a jersey like that's rough Yep, it's been that way a while. AFL Guernseys are one thirty. Uh, like I've heard people bring up NBA and and Premier League jerseys being cheap. Like I don't know if they're as cheap as some people try and make out. Like you look at some of the NBA jerseys that you go into a shop and try and buy, they're they're pricey as well. So um, what I will say is like we've seen ninety nine dollar jerseys before. Like O'Neill's run that special promotion for a little while for the Panthers. I think they've done it in for their rugby rugby union clubs a fair bit. Um, there's a few issues that I have with it. Um, so you do ninety nine dollar jerseys. Classic will do ninety nine dollar jerseys for the kangaroos. Yep. I, I need to point out the kangaroos sell fuck all um, jerseys compared to other programs, right? Maybe back in the day they did when they were cotton. Not anymore. Like the program's not that big, so. How does someone justify going and spending $160 on a Rabbitohs jersey now that they've seen how the sausage is made and they, you know, they're paying $99 for a Kangaroos jersey? Yep. Um, what does it do for the $70 Kangaroos training tees now? Like, why would anyone bother with that? Just completely kills probably the training market, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I do know that the NRL, there are legitimate talks to bring the prices down, not to $99, but I'm led to believe probably somewhere between 120 and maybe then closer to 100 for kids' jerseys. Uh-huh. Now, to get to that point, uh, there's no magic wand that's waved. Essentially, the NRL will take less money and the clubs will take less money um, with the hope that overall they're winning because they're selling more so selling more items yeah i'd love to put out there or leak out there how we get to the 160 dollar price mark obviously we know how the sausage is made but who do you think cops are blind like when when someone's ranting about how much it costs to buy a jersey who do you think the finger is getting pointed at do you think it's the club the supplier the supplier right yeah so if you look at it, if you go on Rebel Sports and you spend one hundred and sixty dollars on a on a jersey, automatically half of that that's halved because that's what Rebel bought wholesale. 
Yep. Right, so you're down to 80 bucks. So in that 80 bucks, you've got to pay NRL royalties, which I won't say exactly how much they are, but significant, right? Yeah. Club, club gets a whack. Now, the, the, the supplier's got to make it. Supplier's got to uh, freight it over. Now, I'm not sure how much the average punter knows about freight costs um, since COVID, or basically... Three times what it was prior to COVID. Yeah. And if you're a good supplier, and I can't talk about classics or people like that, how much their, their jerseys cost, but I think people would be surprised at how much the, the actual cost to make it is. Mm-hmm. I think people are sitting back thinking it's, you know, 10, 20 bucks to 25 bucks to, to, to get a jersey made in China. But um, I think you'd be surprised at actually how much it costs. Um, so, yeah, by, by all means, if the NRL and the clubs are taking less money, then you, you can have those conversations to charge less. But Well, it's a, it, part of it's the, the de- in the details, right? Yeah, you could probably get a cheap sublimated jersey made for... 10, 15 bucks, right? But you've got specific minimum detailing that you need to adhere to. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, the jer- the retail jerseys need to be embroidered. So you've got embroidered to check in your embroidery costs. Silicon badges like we, branded. we yep. do. Like we've done embossing um, as an extra feature. The NRL will make you put that woven locker label on it. Yeah. Um, and all those come with their minimums and costs to... Uh, yeah apply those things as well. So it's not just sublimating a shirt. There's another thing as well, is that there's this, um, I don't know if you've seen it, but you know, on the NRL swing tags that you get, yeah, it's like this little um, DNA badge, they call it, the NRL makes you get. Yeah. This is to apparently stop counterfeit jerseys getting made, which I don't, <laughs> don't think they do anything, but to, <laughs> yep. buy the, to buy these DNA stickers, uh, you have to go through this special supplier, obviously. And they got, they're actually quite expensive as well. So, I mean, it all adds up. People are going to listen to this and think I'm just talking out my ass. But uh, all I'll say is I think you'd be surprised, you know, how small these margins actually are. So, uh, yeah, like I said, the NRL and clubs stick their hand up and happy to take a little less royalties and that price can be brought down. But, you know. Interesting to walk into Rebel and see an NRL jersey for one thirty. Oh, sorry, one twenty, and an AFL Guernsey being one thirty. Um, That's a good point. One's got sleeves and one doesn't. One's fully yeah. sublimated. Yeah, yeah. Um, if I could just, and I know I'm rambling a little bit, but if I could just point a couple of things out in, in this article that I found interesting. Um, quote from the owner of Classic Sports, uh, referencing not wanting to compromise on the quality of their high-performance retail garments. Yep, uh, I'll just leave it at that. And um, one thing that I found funny was at the end of the article, it says the move could put pressure on merchandise partners of the re- remaining 11 NRL clubs to lower the cost of jerseys for their fans. Um, if Classics NRL clubs follow suit, that's a big if. <laughs> like this just reads like an article for Classic Sports. <laughs> I paid... Paid uh, advertising through the form of a news article. Yeah, yeah. Is that what you're suggesting? Oh, I don't know. They're all. Uh, it's all sort of jobs for the boys down in um, down in that Sydney rugby league community ecosystem. Yeah. Old mate Pete likes to get his name on everything too, doesn't he? 
Who? Mr. Volandis. Oh, any uh, any article that references the NRL, he's got to be mentioned there too, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. The publicity move for him. All right, let's move on here. Uh, during the week, it was revealed that the Warriors will be moving to Dynasty. Yeah, it wasn't revealed by us. And um, I saw quotes from someone at the Warriors, so it was a bit of a, a shock to me. But if that's true, then it's exciting times. Um, <laughs> will I have anything to do with it? Will I not? Uh, will the New Zealand team do it? Have we even got them? Big questions, but exciting times ahead regardless. Okay, no formal statements yet. Mm. Uh, okay, this one is from sportsoz.gov.au. The Australian Sports Commission has taken further steps forward in its commitment to reconciliation, launching a First Nations artwork, which will form a key part of the organisation's identity. Titled Kinship, the custom artwork was created by Olympic boxer Form former AIS scholarship holder and Indigenous artist Brad Hoare. The Donguti man spent time at the AIS campus in Canberra to identify key themes for the the piece before travelling to Thursday Island to learn from Torres Strait Islander elders to ensure the artwork represents all Indigenous people. The artwork and its design elements will be included in signage across the AIS campus in Canberra, the European Training Centre in Italy, as well as the ASC's office in Melbourne and Sydney, and on uniforms, online platforms, and publications. Old mate uh, Brad Hoare, I think he's doing the rounds a bit now. His artwork's starting to pop up, pop up on a few different things. Just before this... we move on, um, oh, I know we're, I know we're um, in di- oh, First Nations heavy at the moment, but I saw an interesting video that popped up. Do you know who Ernie Dingo is? I do know Ernie Dingo, yes. It's Ernie Dingo's... Uh, Obviously, must be from WA, but he, Mad Eagles fan. Um, mm, I did I see this on Yokai Footy. I think it was. Did you Did you watch I, this clip? I watched part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think it might have even been an Eagles number one ticket holder at one point, and they were talking about uh, the Eagles. Obviously, horrendous injury run the last two and a half years, and COVID, and blah blah blah. And Ernie has put it down to his nephew, and I think. Um, Oh, is it Daryl 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 Bellotti, I think? He's done the artwork for the Eagles Indigenous Guernseys for a couple of years. He did a design two years ago and it's probably one of my favourite indigenous designs and it's got feathers like the Eagles Guernsey, the wings and stuff like that. Yeah. And Ernie said that he made a mistake by putting the feathers on there because the feather is meant to be some sort of sacred sacred item and it should never have been on there. Like if you're putting snakes on a Guernsey, that's fine, but the feathers a big no-no and he reckons that that's the reason the eagles have had basically three years of hell oh cursed apparently there's a massive canvas down the club and until they get rid of that and uh i don't know do some sort of smoke healing or something like that that um that they're stuffed so yeah it was a quite an amusing little clip yeah well there's only one way to really find out yep absolutely (laughs) This is from InsideTheGames.biz, thanks to Philip Barker. Organisers of the Victorian 2026 have launched their quest for a team to produce show-stopping opening and closing ceremonies for the next Commonwealth Games. After the Raging Bull became an unexpected hit in Birmingham last year, Victoria 2026 organisers have launched a search for creative groups to produce their ceremonies. 
an expression of interest, is in the first phase of recruiting the production team. The games are the first to be awarded to a region rather than a city and organisers are challenging creative industries to use their tender as an opportunity to think differently. The Victorian 2026 Commonwealth Games are scheduled to open on March 17 in 2026. Shame Nick is not here for this next one because I'm sure he would have a fair bit to say. This is from FIFA.com regarding the 2026 World Cup logo and branding. For the first time in history, an image of the actual trophy and the tournament hosting year is being depicted, forming an innovative design language that anchors the FIFA World Cup emblem for 2026 and beyond. The image of the trophy and the year allow for customization to, uh, to reflect the uniqueness of each host while building an identifiable identifiable brand structure for years to come. The launch also introduced We Are 26, a campaign that empowers people, places and communities to play an integral role in the launching of the FIFA World Cup 26 official brand. The campaign has captured portraits of faces and places that tell their own unique FIFA World Cup stories, featuring individuals and experiences that await fans in 26 and inviting everyone to be a part of it. Have you had a chance to have a look or did you see this pop up in your feed over the last fortnight? No. Uh, yeah, not good. <laughs> Very bland. I'm what I'm hoping for is that it's the the first stages that that the logo can then evolve on. Uh, very underwhelming when we compare it to the logos that we've had. Geez, over the past twenty. 30 years. I think we, um, we did an episode on it very recently about the bright colors and, and the unique logos. And yeah, it looks like now it's, it's deteriorating a little bit. I think the splitting between three different regions has probably had a massive role in that. Sticking with FIFA for a second, this is from iStuff.co.nz regarding the women's world cup volunteer uniforms vibrant splashes of orange teal and pink will spread across Aotearoa in news in july in the form of fifa world cup women's volunteer uniforms the tournament uniform was revealed in dunedin on wednesday and reflects the colorful branding already seen on the tournament logos the pattern on the shirts were designed by indigenous artists from new zealand and australia maori weaver fiona collins uh was involved in creating the pattern representing Aotearoa while Aboriginal artist Shani Sutton designed the pattern for Australia. Apologies to our, <clears throat> to our Māori listeners that horrendously offended at that pronunciation. Thank you. Thank you for speaking on my behalf. Uh, another one in the last week or so, the Cowboys women in league round jersey has dropped. Yeah, one of the few that I had my hands on this year. Um, so... Yeah, this was birthed a long, long time ago, probably before we started the rest of their range and went through a shitload of uh, versions. Got dialed back and it was nearly um, nearly canned and then uh, it was meant to release on Monday and obviously the Cowboys got thrashed on, was it Sunday or Saturday? Um, horrendously. Yeah. So it got yeah. pushed back a couple of days. Um but feedback's been good. I think it looks quite nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a good Thoughts? one. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Your, your, voice uh, went, I, I think... your voice went a bit high then. Um, so 
Oh. Like, are you lying or? No, do I do like it. Like it. I, I do like it. I like the, um, so let me break it down for you. I like the production shots that they've done with the incorporation of the, the neon uh, fluorescent lights behind them. Um, yeah, so Mari did that. I think it looks cool. Yeah. Done really well. uh, yeah, really effective um, presentation. Um, the 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 jersey's got that kind of pink neon look, which I absolutely, you know, that's that's an aesthetic that I just froth for. I uh, do love a pink neon um, application on things, and um, I think it sits really well. Also, I think um, the the use of what what's do the Cowboys have a proper terminology for that kind of? It's not quite a chevron, is it? But it's a. I'm sure Mari mentioned it when she was on. Um, you know, the elements that kind of fit in between the horns on the logo and applying them. Yeah, I don't know. It um just to pull back the curtains a little bit. So it originally just had the logo tilted sort of across the side and it, it looked cool sort of wrapped around the back. But the issue was that across the front of the jersey it had uh boys. So it had C O C O like uh cow boys so it had yeah. cow across the one side and the back yeah it had boy basically smack bang in the middle so that was that was a big issue that they're doing a rugby a women in league jersey that had boys smack bang in the middle so it went to this version uh which sort of paid paid an, uh what am i saying paid homage to an old nines jersey so yeah no i like it uh okay now, during the week where the Suncorp Super Netball teams, or probably over the last fortnight even, dropped their Indigenous round dresses. So where uh, can I find the, the, the summary of all these? Uh, if you go to our friends on Instagram, I think it's Jersey Watch. Okay. Yep, sweet. Sorry. Big shout out to the, the team at Jersey Watch there. Um, and you should be able to find a, what do they call it, a... Uh, yeah, so we've got the Queensland Firebirds, Melbourne Vixens, Giants Netball, West Coast Fever, Adelaide Thunderbirds, Collingwood Netball, and Swifts and Sunshine Coast Lightning, who have all released their Indigenous or First Nations round dresses. Uh, highlights for me are the Vixens. I think the Vixens always do a great job with their Indigenous dresses. I think their their colours, they you know. They use them well, um, and I think the dress pattern that they've got there complements the artwork. Uh, obviously, shout out for the Firebirds. Similar design to last year, just with some slight changes, um, incorporating a little bit more yellow into um, the design and the positional patches as well. Um, and also, the I really like the Lightning dress too. I think that the Lightning do a good job when their dress is primarily navy and then they're using the yellow as their kind of hero colour to to pop through. So, uh, yeah, and the Giants as well for me. Big miss goes to Collingwood, um, which in other news we'll just quickly touch on it here too, the Collingwood netball have decided to pull the pin. So at the end of this year, they won't have a netball team going forward. Yep. Uh, for me, the Vixens is a, by far the best. Uh, and then second, I'd probably give it to the Firebirds. And yeah, you're right. The Magpies suck. 
Uh, AFL umpires have also uh, released uh, a little video regarding their Indigenous design. Um, And I think one of the umpires actually designed the gear. I'm just pulling it up here now. Uh, Joshua James. Yes. Um, So check out the links on the, the blog for that one too. Uh, these ones uh, were courtesy of Nick, so I'll just quickly read them out now, and if we, we'll quickly go through them. So this is uh, McLaren Triple Crown F1 livery. McLaren have revealed a new Triple Crown livery for the upcoming Monarch Monaco and Spanish Grand Prix. The British teams are celebrating their history, which includes victories in the th- three of motorsports most prestigious events, Monaco GP, Indianapolis 500, and the 24 Hours Le Mans, which together are known as the Triple Crown. Um, Graham Hill is the only driver to have completed the treble, but McLaren hold the honour as a team, completing the set in 95 with victory in their Le Mans debut. Uh, So, yeah, it's I haven't really got, you know, anything to do with motorsport at all and and F1s, but I do like the, uh, I like the idea of the shapes that you can work with in this, you know, when you're working in a 3d space, uh, you've got opportunities to get more clever with things. And I think we may have touched on it before, but the Chrome, the Google Chrome logo on the, the spokes or the, the rims of the, the F1 car is, you know, just one of those examples of clever application. This is from uh, Lazio Special Kit. Lazio have released a special that Copa Italia win versus Roma. I'm sure Nick will have some thoughts on that. But for me, the the black and gold finish, it's, you can't really go wrong with that. And I don't mind the, the hexagonal snake type pattern that goes through that too. Grasshopper Derby kit. So Grasshopper Club Zurich recently released a kit for the Derby against FC Zurich with they, in which they lost 2-1. The Adidas kit is predominantly black with a faint graphic across the front panel. The standout feature of the Adidas Grasshopper's 2022-23 Derby shirt is definitely the logo, which is simply a depiction of a grasshopper, as well as the pink and light blue accents. Uh, I'm a sucker for that colour combination, that Miami Heat. Um, uh, color combo there not too sure on the story but uh, yeah Nick's notes there is right with the kind of the the holographic application there of the the logo on the left chest like always just got to get rid of those stripes off the the shoulders Uh, and last bit of news here is from argonauts.ca toronto argonauts unveil new uniforms for 2023 season as team marks 150th anniversary the defending grey cup champion toronto argonauts unveiled new uniforms for the 23 season today drawing elements from the team's rich tradition while adding new inspiration to help kick off the next 150 years in the franchise history every element of the new uniform pays tribute to the argonauts nautical heritage both with its founders the argonaut rowing club and the legend behind the team's name which refers to the band of heroes in greek mythology who sailed on board the ship argo in the quest 
for the Golden Fleece. The overall colour palette for the uniform is a nod to the early 1960s with the heavy use of Cambridge blue and white, complemented by the Oxford blue to create a fresh and modern look. And that wraps up the news for this week. Oh, fuck, that went forever. <clears throat> so with, uh, and I'd imagine you guys have probably covered it in recent uh, podcasts, but the imminent introduction of the Tasmanian Football Club to the AFL, it kind of got me thinking about how, you know, you know hypothesising about what they're going to do in terms of a brand and then reflecting upon what other brands have done, you know, that have entered the AFL and NRL. So I thought we'd start off with the AFL and then perhaps in a couple of weeks' time we'll, we'll review the NRL club. So uh, since the mid-'80s, the AFL has seen the introduction of seven teams. Uh, early 80s, South Melbourne moved to Sydney, became the Sydney Swans, but we're not, we're not speaking about those. Um, and, of course, there was a merge between Fitzroy and Brisbane. So 1987 saw the introduction of the West Coast Eagles and Brisbane Bears. 991, South Australia got their first team, the Adelaide Crows. 995, WA got its second team being the Fremantle Dockers. And then another two years later, South Australia got its second side, the Port Adelaide Power. Bit of a lull for a while until 2011 and 2012, which we then saw the introduction of the Gold Coast Suns and GWS Giants, respectively. Yeah. Uh, and then the Tassie team being touted as a 2028 introduction, I believe. And then I'd imagine... You know, we'll eventually see a twentieth team, so that the uh, the broadcast deal gets an extra game. So, <clears throat> I just thought we'd comb through, you know, pick out what 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 was done right, what was done poorly. Uh, we've actually uh, gone through and graded each team. So we've got a few categories, including the name, the logo, the colours. Then also the Guernseys that they ran out with initially and their song. So to all our NRL listeners, and Mason, you might have an opinion on this, the song in the AFL is probably more important than uh, than in the NRL. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, so it's it's absolutely part of the club's identity. It's played after every game, the, the winning team, which I know drives Nick crazy, but, you know, <laughs> uh, going to a Brisbane Lions game and they get no knocked off by the Frio Dockers and the Frio Dockers song plays throughout the Gabba. But to Nick, I'd say that that's just the way it is. I and, don't think uh, that's happened in quite some time, though, by the way. Okay. <laughs> Frio Dockers song playing at the Gabba. And then after you win a game in AFL at any level, you get in a huddle and, and sing a song. Now, knowing the Sheds after a game of NRL, they, they sing a song, but I, I don't think it marries up to what the club's official song is. I think it's it's uh, more a sort of informal team song that they that they sing in the Sheds. So well, I know the Fins Up Dolphins, the first three or four lines of, of their team song mentions that they're from Brisbane, even though they're not, they're the dolphins. Really? So yeah. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, we are the dolphins from Brizzy. I'm pretty sure that's what, I'm pretty sure that's what the lines are. Could be wrong. Let me know. Um, so yeah, uh, what we've done, we've given a rating out of between zero stars and five stars. 
And then uh, we've gone through and tallied that. We've given a few different categories a different weighting because we believe that name, logo, and colors are obviously more permanent and important uh, than, say, a song. So the song we've we've you know weighted very low, and then the Guernseys is somewhere in between because that's you know something that can change. So starting off with the West Coast Eagles in 1987. Um, they were brought in. I couldn't find information on what other names were. I know there's a famous quote from Dennis Cometti. Uh, a, you know, he's a famous commentator in the AFL, said that he heard it on the radio and was uh, basically was disgusted at the name. He thought it was just as American as you could get, both the West Coast and then the Eagles part. So, Yeah. Uh, I've got an the West Coast. That's a, yeah. Sorry, that's a fair call. Like back in you know eighty seven, you know, mm. I, I mean, I wasn't around then, so I couldn't really comment too much on it. But yeah, West Coast is very common now to refer to Western Australia or you know that that kind of region, um, particularly when talking about sporting teams. But I imagine back then that's probably a fair call, right? Yeah, yeah, and even more so. Having lived over there in that bubble, um, there's such a disdain for the East and the East Coast and East Coasters. And it's, <laughs> you guys it's, fucking hate the East Coast. Yeah, it's less so less so Queenslanders, I reckon. I think there's a bit of a mutual bond between WA and Queenslanders, similar sort of people, but very much uh, Victorians. And then I think you know, Sydney siders or New South Welshmen as well get coupled into that. So Yeah. Um, I think when you dig into it, though, a little bit, you know, the eagle is not an American eagle. It's a wedge-tail eagle. So that was chosen as a mascot to reflect the fact that the new side would have to fly a significant amount to compete in the Melbourne-based competition. The name West Coast was added to describe WA's territorial situation and to avoid Perth because of the Perth Football Club in the Waffle. So there is reason behind it. Yeah. Um, And it's just interesting that... You know, other clubs have seen to to take note, right? Like um, the netball. Yeah, the netball. Yeah, West Coast good... Fever. Yep. Exactly. Yep. 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 So, um, you know, obviously, there's the the traditional eagle logo, which was very popular at the time, and was seen on the the, the 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 footy jumpers that they run out in, and also underneath had the eagles text, which in hindsight is a little bit funny. Yeah. Um, their club song was a very uh, angsty sort of, uh, oh, I don't know how to describe it. Um, basically, a, a stick it up and to, to the, the folks in the in the east. So the first line goes, for years they took the best of us and claimed them for their own. Now we've got them back again. Our eagles have come home. Yeah. Uh, it goes on and, and mentions all you know-it-alls from the east. Here we go, Craig. Craig, you, you want to pop it in? Oh, no. All right. I'll, I'll work. Craig, you work on that while we're talking. It is very, um, it is very like, uh, like you, you said angsty, right? Like it's all about everybody else, the other teams. They, they've done this. They've done that rather than, you know, who they are specifically yeah. themselves. Yeah. So the famous lines, uh, which has basically been incorporated to the two revision songs since, we're the Eagles, the West Coast Eagles, we're here to show you why, blah, blah, blah. That stayed true. That's pretty cringy. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily a great song. But on to our scores. So collectively we ranked the name 
out of five. Uh-huh. Uh, it was all very consistent, our scores for this team. So the logo got a 2.5 out of five. I think probably the logo hasn't aged well uh, necessarily. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really hard to judge, right, because you're, you're judging something for the times, and that's probably something that I, I, when I was doing my rating system, I was toing and froing about, well, do, am I judging it on the time that it was released or am I judging it on its longevity? You know, is there somewhere in between? And I think that's kind of what I did is I took it somewhere in between that. Uh, I think it's kind of, it's got some artistic level to it when I compare it to other birds, bird logos that have been around. Um, it's not just, you know, a straight up, you know, uh, manly sea eagles bird that's just been plonked on there. It's it's not a hawthorn hawk that's been plonked on there. It's got some form of stylization to it, I guess. Um, I kind of also looked at the beak in there and, and, you know, this could just be me diving into something that doesn't exist at all, but kind of saw like, you know, a flight path going from the West Coast to the East Coast as well in that the the put the two major points of that beak in there so um and you know we've we've mentioned to it before obviously the bird facing the eastern side to to fly to to get the cup so yeah there were some design elements in there that i liked um and yeah hence yeah what what where my score was at with that i'll tell you as a kid uh I must have drawn this logo thousands of times, and you can see how it is an easy one for a kid to just replicate, right? Yeah, like it's it's four basically four pieces of four four shapes that have been pushed together, and it's it's clearly a bird, very simple, um, iconic, but only two point five stars out of five. So, um, we rated the song three point three out of five. Uh huh. The colours, four point three out of five. So they were inspired by the West West Australian coastline. Um, in the sort of late late nineties, West Coast moved away from the royal blue and went to a navy. Mm. Uh, at certain times, I've had both royal and navy, and then probably the last four or five years, they're really royal heavy. So you won't see bugger all navy even in all their off field stuff. So, um. Yep, four point three out of five for the for the colours, and then the Guernsey. So I rated this four point five. I think it's iconic the wings. So those are the wings. That's what they're meant to be. Um, you you kind of call it a traditional AFL or Aussie rules design at this point, but it was an expansion side. Nick interestingly rated the Guernseys quite low. Uh, mm. He said he never really liked the wings. The shape don't do it for him. He hates when they go across seams. Um, uh, the versions where they're able to get it to line up, he thinks it's cool. And he also brought up that the name going across the front is a bit unnecessary on the original. So uh, 3.5 for the Guernseys there. Um, and, yeah, any anything further you want to add to, to the West Coast Eagles? Uh, for me, yeah, part of my ratings, I loved the colours. Uh, I think the yellow the blue, which they're, you know, uh, sorry, yellow and gold and royal that they're using um, back then and, and, you know, even still own now. It's, it's you know, there's probably some on-field success that comes with that, but they just own it. And, you know, for a long time I've seen them as a, 
you know, a as an expansion club, a powerhouse club too. And I think that um, done a bit of work with the Sunshine Coast Lightning over time and, you know, there was a lot of back and forth around the gold uh, and really owning that colour and maybe it's different from female to males um, wearing it. But um, I, I think that the fact that they own that gold um is is important um rather than like you said using the the royal heavy and the jersey is similar to the logo in that what you said about it being simple easy to draw um but iconic at the same time um and i think it's one of those ones that is iconic you see it and you know what it is um and it's simple and effective worth noting that uh, interestingly, the gold one was actually the the home home Guernsey initially. Yeah, right. So that didn't last long, maybe a year or two, and then um, the, the, the 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 royal predominant one became their their main one. And then what was it? Maybe in the two thousands, they shifted away from the wings a bit and went to this tri panelly St Kilda thing, which I'm so glad to see the arse end of that. Um, various times they've avoided the yellow yellow jersey which is referred to as the yellow peril which probably has race, racial connotations but that's that's what it's called and uh right. done like white clash guernseys and stuff like that so uh, these are the only two jumpers the football club needs uh they're iconic so yeah i wouldn't be changing them yep uh on to so this is what i grew up with uh brisbane <laughs> bears would have been your version of this um, so the Brisbane Bears also came in in 1987. I think they got the license two weeks before the Eagles. Colours being maroon and gold, which obviously the maroon is the state colour for Queensland, and then they say that the gold comes from the Queensland sunshine. Um, sure. So the Brisbane Bears logo and mascot and Monica was not, in fact, a grizzly bear or a polar bear or a panda bear. It was a koala bear, which, of course, we know is not a bear. Choice of koala as a mascot in Monica was often mocked and tagged tacky as the Australian marsupial, marsupial animal is not a bear. Typical, sedate and hardly ferocious. Despite this, the bear appeared roaring on many of the marketing and promotional materials for the club, including the club's official VFL logo. Um, regardless of such marketing, the team's poor on-field performances in the first seven years allowed the Bears mascot to be targeted gratuitously with nicknames like the Bad, New- Bad News Bears and the Carrara Koalas, of course, referring to them being based out of Carrara for a while, for a while which was <laughs> yes. strange. So they didn't have a good run, the poor old Bears, did they? No, they did not. Um, doomed from the beginning. Doomed from the beginning. So their official uh, jerseys... Um, it was a, a maroon and, and, and gold combination, like a yoke at the top. And then they've got that BB sort of triangular moniker, which also appears, it's, I guess you'd refer to it as a secondary logo or something in this day and age, but featured small in the logo. Not necessarily great. It's got the shape of the koala, I think, which kind of looks like a Mickey Mouse. Um <laughs> A weird little thing is they changed the colour to Cerise two years later to match AFL merchandise, which I find strange. Yeah. And then another three years later, they brought in the the, the, the famous sort of V-Bears jumper, which I think was infinitely better than what they start, started off with. Yep. Um, I think if, like, I'm pretty sure Buckley running around in that one when he 
played for the Bears. So, um, yeah. Yeah, a bit of a <clears throat> bad run for the poor old Bears. Um, the bad news, Bears definitely owns the nickname. Yep. So didn't particularly score well with us. Um, so the name got 2.8. I I mean, it, it was a, a point brought up by one of Nick's friends. Brisbane really runs with the, uh, what's it called when you have uh, BB, like alliteration, is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like alliteration, yeah. Brisbane Bullets, yep. Brisbane Broncos. There's a, a few more you can throw at me. Bengals. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so, so that is a good point that the, the Bears run with that as well. Bandits. Um, Brisbane Bandits. We all scored pretty similar. So it's it's two point eight out of five stars for the name. Um, the logo got one point seven stars out of five. So I've given that a half star. It looks like a caricature. It's too busy. It looks like an embroidered shit house. Like there's very little redeeming about it. There's blue eyes in there, which, which is kind of strange. Um, yeah. You you're a bit more generous. You gave it a two out of five. Yeah, I think again, I, I gave it some points for the times, and I suppose what they were trying to do. Uh, I liked that it added a little bit of personality, but that's really enough of what I liked about it. Uh, at all. Um, I may hurt some feelings here, but I hate nearly everything to do with the Brisbane Bears. I hate the jersey. I hate the logo. I hate the colours. There's one thing that you didn't hate. Yes. And that is the song. Yes. Craig? We're hot. We're mean. <laughs> well, cut that. Cut that. I don't care how hot they are. Um, look, look, I, I, had a, a, I, I have a soft spot, but I don't like it's first time, honestly, first time I've actually ever heard that song. Um, but whenever I was doing this rating system, 10 o'clock one night, a couple of nights ago, I got, I got into it. I, uh, there was a, couple, a perfect five. Yeah. I think there was some, there, there's some good stuff in there. Um, I, I do the, like how, how patriotic it is as well. Like they yeah. speak about mighty Brisbane. They speak about Queenslanders. Where the Brisbane bears. Like, I don't know. It just, yeah, it hit, hit a chord with me. I'll admit like we, we went back and forth and, and, couldn't agree on this. I haven't been able to stop singing it. Oh, dare <laughs> to beat the bear. Um, yeah. So I gave it a, a two out of five. Ooh. You and Nick, you and Nick, you know, basically gave it perfect scores. So that's yeah. finished at a 3.8 out of five. Um, it's weird. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I could, should have given it a bit better. There was also a, a second song. I'm not sure if it came out initially or a little bit later, but there's a bit of a conspiracy going around on the internet because there's very little uh, evidence that it existed apart from a few YouTube clips of it playing in the background. So I think that was to the tune of um, Glory, Glory, like uh, is that the South Sydney song? Um, and that was a more traditional AFL song. But Yeah, I haven't found, I haven't gotten to that one. Um, and then the colours collectively were given it 2.7 stars out of five. Like it's more uh, brown than maroon. In my mind, yeah, 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 it is a sort of it is quite a muddy 
her own. Um, and then the Guernsey's 1.8 out of 5. So I'm guessing that's to do with the ugly moniker on the front. Uh, not great. I think it would have got a high rating if we'd rated the the, the, the V that came in in 1992. But yeah, um, yeah, Brisbane Koalas. Carrara Koalas. Carrara Koalas. So moving on, it was another four years until South Australia got their team, which I mentioned. Uh, the Adelaide Crows. Now, there were a few. This is where we start to hear about marketing bloody rooms and this and that and, and, and fan polls and stuff. So you, we start to get some what ifs. What else could they have been called? So a uh, few that were thrown up, apparently the Adelaide Giants, Adelaide Falcons. And a couple that got really close were the Adelaide Rams and in particular the Adelaide Sharks, which actually got concept jerseys made or Guernseys made and a logo even perhaps. So that was a blue and a, a green, mm. um, which looking back now, you just can't imagine Adelaide being in that, right? It, no way. No, no way. Um, <laughs> Adelaide Crows being navy, red and gold, which are the state colours. Uh so just going into a little bit, planning for the club colours started and at the first meeting there was a slight preference for blue, green and white. Only nine day days later, the focus had switched to the state colours and a hooped Guernsey. One popular emblem choice, the Sharks, was unavailable due to copyright. Giants, Falcons and Rams were also considered and when the Rams was knocked back by the AFL, the board chose the Crows. So um, South Australians are referred to as Crow Eaters, so I'd imagine... That's where it's come from. So it's all, all a pretty automatic sort of thing, isn't it? Really, like it seems yeah. to be the direction that Tassie are leaning towards as well. Like there's going to be no marketing spin or or nothing out of the out of the box. Yeah, and we probably should, you know, really touch on some of the things that happen when they're in these planning meetings. Like we talked about with the Adelaide Sharks and the Adelaide. Rams. Um, when did the Rams come in for the NRL? Was that 97 in the end, wasn't it? Somewhere around there. But I I know that when we're talking expansion, it's not like over in the U S there's an NFL team or a baseball team or whatever, a basketball team that use a team name. It's not, it's not like just because it's over in the U S that you, you can't, use it here. Like I know that there's been a lot of conversations that have happened with expansion teams in the past where they could not use that team name because um, it's licensed or trademarked, even though it's overseas. So that a lot of first preferences in that, you know, there's a lot of hoops that need to be jumped through to pick certain names. But when we talk about the Adelaide Crows here, I think everything just fell into line perfectly. Like I know at the moment, the the Adelaide Crows are not um, in a successful period, but as far as nearly all of their uh, branding and design application, I think that they've it's it's just perfect. Like the colours are perfect, the team name's perfect, the Guernsey is perfect, the logo is of its time. It's probably the weakest part of the entire thing, excluding the song, which we'll get to. But um, so just everything... just on the logo, it's a it's a soaring sort of quite a simple crow that's uh its feathers are leaving behind the the stripes that match up with the guernsey so i wouldn't say it's necessarily fierce or anything but i think for its time it was everything it needed to be um you rated it one star out of five which i probably thought was a little harsh and nick nick was of a similar sort of thought 
I yeah. gave it three. I thought it was above average, but it's hard to put your mind back to 1991, isn't it? It's very hard. But when you look at what the West Coast had done in 87, I think that it was probably a lot better or, you know, not, not to get too far ahead, what Fremantle did only a couple of years later, I think Ooh, that... Disagree. <laughs> I think that... Um, you know, there there could have been something a little bit more than what was given. Yeah. Well, well here's a question: Do you prefer their current logo or this logo? Oh, Jesus! There's uh, a right answer here. Uh, oh, is there? Okay. Yeah. Uh, look, I I probably would go with this one over their current one, but I wouldn't really rate either of them. To be mm. fair, I've given this higher than what I gave the Eagles one. FYI. Yeah. Um, and where they really lose it for me is their song. So everyone knows the famous Pride of South Australia. I'm not sure everyone knows that that didn't come in at launch. So we can only rate them on the original song. They're windy up at Windy Hill. There ain't no sauce for the pies. The hawks have had their wings clipped because we're reaching for the skies. The lions have stopped their roaring. The bulldogs have lost their bite. The blues have got a case of the blues. Here's the reason why. Here we go, here we go, Camry Crows. Here we go, Camry Crows, here we go. We'll be there in the square, no soon No, that's enough, that's enough. <laughs> So it had that weird little uh, intro where they're just shitting on a couple of specific teams. The Blues have got a case of the Blues, not the the wittiest sort of line that I've I've read in my life. And then it launches into quite quite a sort of cringy, tacky song where they refer to themselves as the Camry Crows, which uh, I think even made it into the next song, the Pride of South Australia, where the mighty Camry Crows initially. Um, so in terms of scores. They got a strong score for the name. It was 3.7 out of 5. You can't really fault them for that. The logo, 1.8 out of 5. So a little harsh for mine, but that's where we landed. The song is horrendous, so it didn't even register 1 star out of 5, 0.7. And Colours and Guernseys, 4.3 and 3.8 respectively. So the Guernseys, very simple, traditional uh, Aussie rules design. It's, it's hoops, hoops that don't go all the way up to the top, predominantly navy with red, gold and navy hoops. Um, very much them. Didn't have an away jersey until, or jumper until 1999, interestingly. Wow, eight years. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, and even now there's still some, you know, commentary around that they shouldn't be wearing a white Guernsey and I think a lot of people aren't really fans of the... The red and yellow based ones either are they? I think the red one's cool, but yeah, I like I, I, I honestly like I've got a soft spot for the Adelaide Crows Guernsey colours. Just you know their 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 logo needs needs some work. Uh, f- talking about things that need some work, so we're moving on to the second West Australian team. Uh, a lot of people know what I think about this mob. It's the Fremantle Dockers who came in in 1995. So bias aside, now please. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so these guys were really outside the box, right? So uh, I'll read a little bit of what 
they've got to say. So they were purple, white, green, and red. Uh, forever rumoured that the red, green, and white were a tribute to the heavy Italian demographic in the Fremantle area. Also rumoured that purple was a mix of blue from combining East Frio's and South Frio's colours, which are red and blue, to make purple. Uh, okay. Another rumour was that the red and green were for port and starboard, meaning the sides of a, a vessel. Uh, uh. I think all of those are, are potentially bullshit. I remember hearing another rumour that, that, that the purple colour was a throwback to like the um, like the blue singlets that, that the Wharfies wore that became sun, sun damaged and turned a, yeah. a shade of purple. I think those are things that were made after the fact. Yeah. Um, but still cool to, you know, take on, I reckon. When it's so out there like that, I guess you do have that element of t- trying to piece together what the fuck they were thinking. Um, yeah. Uh, I definitely like the port and starboard. Yeah, that's, uh, a, that's a cool yeah. one. Obviously not relevant anymore as the club's basically solely purple and white. Um, yeah. So a little bit from the club. The club colours were up for debate with the most popular combination being red, white and blue, uh, being the same colours as the Bulldogs. Um, this is due to it being a mixture of East Fremantle and South Fremantle's colours. This was also the tentative combination when Fremantle was accepted into the AFL. The club is nicknamed the Dockers in reference to Fremantle's history as a port city. Uh, and then it goes on to talk about how Levi, the jeans company, challenged the club's right to use that name and they stepped away from it officially for a little while. So that's a little interesting tidbit. Well, um, well, well what? So they... The Dockers, they weren't able to use the Dockers name. No, so they yanked that from the logo, I'm pretty sure, and just were, uh, it was like Fremantle Football Club and Docker element was um, uh, became like an unofficial moniker. Yeah, right. Yeah, so okay. this was, uh, I think there was in 1997 that happened and it was up until their recent rebrand that they settled with Levi's. So um, it's an interesting one. This is where we start to really see behind the curtain a bit um there's some logo concepts here that we've found on uh were found on ip australia you see a Fremantle dolphins logo Fremantle hammer logo which is strange and Fremantle courage which is sounds like a, a, a soccer team um also an article from the west australian where they've polled fans and got jersey concepts and who people want what, what, what they want them to look like, what they want them to be. So there's things such as Fremantle Flyers, Vikings, Cobras, Doctors, Dolphins, Suns, uh, Mariners, Marines. Uh, it's all there. So yeah. we might share that with you to look at. Um, a couple of other ones that got really close, I think. Sharks, which is a common theme. Pirates, another common theme. Seagulls, bloody Stokers, which I don't know what that is, and Union. So really wild and out there. Their, their jersey or Guernsey, sorry, I'll keep saying that, um, infamously had an anchor on the front and then panels of red, green, purple, and then a, a sort of more purple and green version for the away. So uh, they yanked the anchor in recent times to stop holding them down and they've still had no success. So... This is where we really start to differ in uh, opinions. Um, mm. So you and Nick have been quite generous, I think. Uh, I've given them a one for the name, purely because I've never heard the word Docker used before. I don't know if that's a common thing. Clearly, Levi, Strauss and Co. have. 
Yeah, yep. So I've given it a one, whilst you and Nick have almost given it perfect score. Uh, do you want to? Yeah, diff- point of point of difference and locality for me. Like it's something that you know allegedly ties back to the 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 Fremantle region, um, and it is something unique. There's nothing that I love more with teams like you know expansion teams, sporting teams, whatever that look for something that's not you know, a classic African animal or, a, you know, a shark or a bear or whatever. Like, you know, this is something that is just different and I like that. So for those who don't know where where or what Frio is, it is a port city in WI, uh, known for its maritime history very much so. So I'll agree with you there. I just, yeah. It's like they're jack jumpers. Like it's different. It's I, I I just love that it's different rather than just going. Oh, what terrifying animal or bird are we going to use for this sporting team? Fair enough. Fair enough. So uh, that's got three point five collectively from us out of uh, out of five. The yep. logo is another one. I gave that a one point five. I think it's kind of cringy. It's a muscular man. What did I give? Holding an anchor. You and Nick have given it four and four point five. So he's holding an anchor. He's got big muscles and he's wearing a beanie. So it's um, yeah, yeah. Do it for me. So I separated the colors from the logo on this. The color had its own category, and I just kind of looked at the the logo from a black, you know, black and white standpoint, and I thought it was yeah, a great, you know, again, a point of difference, something different, great logo. you know, it wouldn't stand up in today's market uh, as far as usage across a whole range of platforms. I think the the lockup at the bottom is really outdated too. But again, we're talking nineteen ninety five here. Um, is that it's also the first team that's moved away from the classic AFL VFL standard shield as well. Um, so they had a bit more rain as far as being able to design the logo. Uh, yeah, so. I thought the the line work was <laughs> it, looking at it now. It is very '90s clip art to an extent, I guess. The line work that's been done in it, but you know, it was it was strong. Um, the what's the word that we we're using? The docker that the man there he is relatively intimidating as well. Um, and I don't know. There's there's a lot of maritime fans that. Um, are fans of anchors as well. You look at a lot of people who are into into the water and they'll probably have some sort of anchor tattoo on them in some capacity. Yeah, you do love your muscular men, so I can see that. Um, so that gets a 3.3 out of 5 from us collectively. Uh, moving on to the song now. So forever and a day, the two shittest songs in the AFL when it was constantly West Coast and Frio. Now... I completely disagree with that. I think that the Eagles one is by far the shittest, especially the the version now. Uh, I've always liked the Frio one. Um, Do we want to play that? Yeah. Probably got a long lead up. Oh, come on. Ominous. 
the That'll do. Uh, goes on to say, we're the rollers, we're the rockers, we're the mighty Frio Dockers. I'm not sure if that's a reference to uh, Bon Scott and ACDC being kind of synonymous with the Fremantle area and that yeah, Fremantle's got quite a, quite a uh, you know, prominent music scene down there. Could just be a coincidence, but I like it and so do the rest of us. So that gets a 4.2 out of 5. Nice. Yeah. Colour. Yeah. You go. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, did you want to? Oh yeah, just I, I love that song too. Like, it, are they still using that now? It's been amended a few times since then. The Tame yes. Impala, I think, did the most recent one, haven't they? Uh, Tame Impala gave them a, a sort of rev up song at the at, at the game, I think. But, um, uh, but there were a few other versions that were thrown around. They were going to change it. Eskimo Joe actually rewrote a, a song for them. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh. Yeah, uh, th- yeah. This I don't know. This song, same with the Bears. Like when I was doing my rating system, I was getting into it. It's, it's got that. I don't know the beat. It's the great, beat. mate. Yeah, it's it's good and classic '90s grunge rock, new metal, whatever the correct music terminology is for that at the time. Um, yeah, that heave ho. It's, yeah, it ties in perfectly. Yeah. So uh, things go downhill from here. The, the <laughs> The colours get a 1.7 out of 5. There's obviously a bit much going on. Nick liked it a little more than than we appear to have liked it. Uh, He's given it a 3.5. Too much. Yeah. It's like um, putting a whole lot of sugar in your mouth and just trying to taste all of the flavour. There's just too... Yeah. Maybe if they adjusted the colours to be different tones, it might have worked, but... Bloody hell! That that deep, rich purple, that nearly forest green, and the the bright what 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 color are we calling that red? It's not. Oh, I don't know. It's like sports car red, I guess. Just oh, too much flavor in a small space. Uh, Guernsey's we're all in agreements here. It got a two out of five. Wasn't great either. I. Uh... What I will say is that it's become a lot harder to hate the Dockers since they simplified, rebranded, got rid of the red and the green, um, and went to the, the the three chevrons on the chest. I also, in saying that, I think they lost a bit of personality. The purple has really, really, really been darkened. Um, it's not that far away from just being a navy at the moment. Mm. Uh, and what I do like is that. Uh, Frio in this day and age are happy to really throw back to the, the, the red and green. Um, they do. I've seen they've done track jackets. They've done a couple of heritage uh, jumpers the last couple of years. Uh, I like that they're not afraid to do that, even though that coincided with absolutely zero success. So I, I applaud them for that. And I reckon they'd, they'd sell a shitload too. So, uh, yep. So, you know, ups and downs there for what we've rated Frio. Um Decent in name, logo, and songs, but colour and Guernsey's wish it else. And it is a, a separate conversation to have when we talk about heritage and, uh, you know, looking back on old designs that people have or fans have fond memories of. The designs were shithouse, but people still love it because of the memories that those teams have given them over 20, 30, you know, 40 years. We hear that a lot 
on, you know, the Instagram fan pages where they will argue black and blue that this is a good design, whereas when you're wearing your design hat, it's not a good design, but it's you just got that personal um, relationship with it that you're looking at something in rose-coloured glasses. I wish the uh, the Titans and Cowboys would let us harp back to their, uh, their origins a bit more, like the Frio Dockers are happy to. So don't be afraid of not winning games if you've got a nice Guernsey to throw back to, is what I would <laughs> wish upon a lot of other clubs. Um, moving on, 1997, two years later, so we're in a real purple patch, uh, excuse the pun, of uh, expansions and whatnot. The power came in, and once again, we get a lot of info about what they were thinking. So people won't know, but the Port Adelaide Magpies, I think, have been going since 1987 in the SANFL. 18. Uh, 1887. Uh, 18, 1897, sorry. One of the most successful Australian rules football club uh, clubs ever. Won a shitload of premierships. Uh, tried getting into the AFL a shitload of times. And I think that was actually the catalyst for the Adelaide Crows coming in. Was they like, fuck, if Port get into the VFL, AFL before us, it'd be a nightmare. So we're going to send an, uh, an SA NFL conglomerate in rather yeah. than let one specific. There's a list. Specific <laughs> yep. team, jump ship. Um, yeah, the, the most powerful club in the SAFL wanted to migrate to the VFL and the uh, SAFL kind of vetoed them and built their own collective team to put in the VFL. And Port Adelaide, I think, were doing under-the-table deals with the AFL slash VFL at the time and then the, uh, the AFL pulled out, I think, in the in the the 11th hour or something like that. And so what we've seen since is the the Port, Port Adelaide Football Club really have to bastardise their own branding, which, you know, you'll, you'll probably get to a little bit more um, to, to get into the, into the AFL, but also really set up a, um, what's the right word? Uh, everyone against us mentality for, um, against the, uh, the rest of SA and I guess the AFL in general. It's, it's a very woe-me team um, with some justification behind it. So if, uh, for those unaware, the biggest club in the AFL, uh, the, probably at the moment and, and for a while, has been the Collingwood Magpies, um, headed by, obviously, Eddie Maguire, who everyone will know. So Port came into the comp having that as a challenge. Um, you know, we're the Magpies, we're black and white, but there's already the biggest club in the AFL who are identical. Um, so that they had to be creative, have to come up with a different name, different colours, different logo. Uh, and I guess we'll review how they went. So uh, Port Adelaide came in. Uh, the colours were teal, black and white with silver as well. Black and white for the Port Magpies. Um Teal apparently represented the water of the Port River and allowed them to differentiate themselves from Collingwood. Uh, the new AFL brand for Port Adelaide needed to feel familiar enough to show where the club has come from, uh, in brackets, 125 years of unmatched success, and provide a distinctive and exciting future. Uh, various animals were considered um, uh, to avoid the Collingwood clash, ultimately they were seen as no fair or genuine replacement for the Magpie. So it was decided that Port Adelaide would adopt the nickname Power, 
and as an extension of that, the alliteration port power. Wanted to be sure we couldn't duplicate the magpie. Uh, we didn't want some animal or bird to take its place, so they became the power. Their logo is a fist uh, holding a lightning bolt with some sort of black and white stripes and teal above it. Um, so they've carried so, across their old school SANFL uh, uh, Guernsey and incorporate it into their logo in some capacity, being yeah, the, the black and white bars. Yep, yep. prison bars. So uh, <clears throat> name, you know, you and Nick are a little more generous than I. I gave it 1.5. We've landed at 2.5, which isn't great. So... I love a lot of things about what they did. The name wasn't one of them. Um, Port Power, Port Adelaide Power, just sounds a bit soccery to me. Like, mm. I don't know, I'd rather they just go on the Port Adelaide Football Club and, I don't know, being unofficially known as something else, the Magpies or blah, blah, blah. But what are your thoughts? Which is what they've done now, right? They've kind of dropped that power nickname now. They don't. It's still in a few things, but it's not really used at all anymore, particularly with the logo change that they've done recently. Um, you've included in the notes here that other names that were considered outside of the animals were the Pirates or the Mariners or the Black Diamonds or the Raiders. I don't mind the Pirates. Port Port Pirates kind of has a bit of a ring to I, I it. I like that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like that. And uh, the Sharks as well. So essentially we've got most of the clubs considered being the Sharks and they... Uh, no never seen have got up. Yeah, Mariners and Pirates is also one that a couple of other ones have uh, have picked up on. So, um, yeah, interestingly. Yeah, and I think the, that Pirates moniker probably would have gone well with their us against the world attitude mm, yeah. with their team. So maybe a missed opportunity there, but you really don't know at the time, you know, where they were sitting. Um, yeah, I do feel sorry for Port that they've, you know, when we compare it to say like the dolphins, the dolphins have still had to make some sacrifices to make it into the NRL, but they've still managed to keep a little bit of that dolphin identity coming through into the top billing league. Whereas they really needed to sacrifice their entire identity. Port Adelaide did to, to get into the AFL, which it, unfortunately it is the circumstances and in an alternate reality, the SAFL, uh, Sample, sorry, um, you know, could have been the dominant league and and Collingwood may have needed to, <laughs> you know, change their identity. But uh, I can't remember exactly what I did for my rating system, mate, where, we're, where we are up to in reviewing this team, but the I like the teal and black colour combination. I think that, you know, it's a strong um, application that if used correctly um, can be quite unique. Um, and it doesn't seem to happen a lot in the Australian leagues using that colour combination. I think Penrith have tried it here and there, but it hasn't sticked. Stuck. Um, stuck. What did I say? Sticked. It's sticked. Sticked. Stuck. stuck. Uh, uh, yeah. But as far as this logo goes, um, I think I gave it some points for its uniqueness and its tie back to its um, heritage. But uh, little teeny bopper Mason... Uh, not really too familiar with AFL in, in league heartland at the time. Whenever I saw this logo, I didn't love it. I felt like the shape wasn't quite right. I felt like it was very clip arty um, and, yeah, not very intimidating either. So they actually refined this logo um, about four years later 
They made okay. it a lot cleaner. Uh, there's some of the lines either side of the, the, the forearm, which are way too thick and a bit weird. So they did touch this up and improve it. They got rid of the word port and just became power. So um, I probably would have rated that a bit better, but I've given it a two. You gave it a four, which goes against a lot of what you just said. Yeah, there um, you go. <laughs> So uh, so the, we ended up at a three rating, which is fairly middle of the road. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't like them being port power. I don't think fans do either. And it's a good point that you bring up about them seemingly having just completely dropped power from any website or logo or marketing since. So they're very much a Port Adelaide football club now. Um, now, their song is a banger, which we both thought Nick disagreed. Nick hates the traditional... AFL songs, so he'll give the fucking boppy ones like the Bears and the Eagles uh, a high rating, and he hates anything half decent and traditional. So if we want to hit that shit, Yeah, cut it. I, I'd probably rate it a bit less, actually. It is a bit... Uh, <laughs> what? We, we uh, landed 3.2 stars out of five. Um, I think I think it's 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 pretty good. It is pretty It's good. got that hook. It has. Power it's got the hook on it. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, put out a late aggression. Uh, now, you spoke about colours when you jumped ahead. Uh, four sections. Uh I love what they did with the colours. They obviously could not be black and white, so they needed something different. Uh, I think about what other things they could have gone, and I'm not sure they would have paired well or been unique enough as they could have been. The teal is perfect. I think it stands up today. Uh, I gave it a perfect five, and you and Nick were fairly complimentary as well, so it's landed at 4.3 out of five. Uh, I think they did absolutely the best they could. Um. And I actually think that the, the, the Guernseys were great as well. So they obviously wanted, you know, it was like a mixture of tr traditional and sort of modern. Uh, they're very much sort of sharp and lightning and kind of whatnot inspired. They have not stood the test of time after they got pants by Geelong by 119 points in a grand final. They reverted to something more traditional and toned back. Uh, but I liked these and I've bought a number of port. Uh, jumpers over the over the time. But what are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. They haven't really stood the test of time. Uh, I again, little teeny bopper Mason. Whenever I saw the Port Guernseys, I didn't love them. I must admit, and I probably st still stand by that now. I think there's some heritage love there for them, but um, yeah. Uh, the unevenness and randomness of the the jagged shapes really does my OCD. Um, so I think the the rear of the Guernseys with the what do they call it the number panel um, mm. that that still carries on today, doesn't it? And I think that's from the the, the Port Mag Magpies bars, yeah. days. Um, and yeah, I think that's an iconic thing. Something so simple, but yet it's still iconic for that club. Uh, but yeah, it's a miss from me. So Nick only gave him a one out of five. He's not here to explain why, but we've landed at a 2.7 out of 
five rating for the Guernseys. Uh, fast forward many, many years now. It's not until 2011 that the AFL get back into new clubs. Uh, so that's 12 years ago now, Mason, I believe. Uh, yeah, somewhere the Gold, around there. Gold Coast Suns. Um, <laughs> colors red gold and blue which obviously there's nothing unique about them at all uh the red and gold represents the sun and sand of the region while the blue relates to the rivers and sea obviously a tie also to being colors of lifeguards lifeguards being synonymous with the gold coast region the club said overwhelmingly the gold coast community wanted a nickname for its team that reflected our values and it wanted a nickname that was symbolic of our home Gold Coast is a place you feel alive and energised, so the Suns in capitals, which is what they do, is a fitting symbol that sets us apart from the other team. The sun is bold, it's fresh, it's dependable and relentless. Oh, it can be God. fierce and uncompromising. What other AFL teams will learn to respect about the Gold Coast <laughs> Suns? <laughs> Hasn't aged well, that statement. Um, the The logo <laughs> changed not long after, but that GC sort of... Monica has stayed basically simplified a little bit, had all sorts of flares and gradients coming off it. Uh, I don't think any part of that logo is necessarily good. I think they wanted something simple and timeless like like a Carlton monogram, but it just isn't it. Um, the tiny bit of blue there is shithouse as well. The sun's text is crap. Don't like it. Uh, I think you're probably the same considering you gave it a zero out of five, Mason. Yes, and you did give me a lot of shit because none of my ratings had a half star in it. Um, and, you know, I probably could have given a half star to this logo just because they actually had a logo and and some graphic designer probably took some poor brief that needed to be applied to it. Jeez, uh, what do we say about the Gold Coast Suns? Um, at least... They, in every capacity, have adopted the Gold Coast mentality. That's probably what I would say. Cheap, uh, tacky. Yeah, there's there's statements around us being, um, you know, people will be intimidated and fierce and uncompromising. Uh, is that not the the Gold Coast just? Uh, shirt fronting, you know, popping their chests, walking around like they're some tanned up human being that really <laughs> has no subtext to it whatsoever. Uh, I, oh, geez, uh, I, w I won't jump the gun. I'll let you keep keep running through the colours and logo and I'll pop in my comments where I can. So the name has actually gone down okay. That's gotten a three out of five for us you gave it a four whilst i gave it a two you don't mind the gold coast suns as a name uh putting aside the branding putting aside the colors putting aside everything else i don't mind gold coast suns i think it you know it's encompassing of the the region um I think when you think of other teams that have had the Suns, I think, you know, there's some success there with, you know, branding and applications. So they had something there that they could work with. You might get to some of the other suggestions. There's another yeah, what, suggestion what on there. What I want to ask you is how many yep. of these you'd prefer over the Suns. Just give me a yes or no. Yep. Gold Coast Surf? No. Agree. Stingrays? Uh, yeah. Yep. Agree. Rays? No. Oh. Marlins? 
Uh, I personally, but I can see it work. That would be so, cool. That would be cool. Yeah. Iron Man is no. Iron Man and guards. I'm guessing no. Uh, uh, look, I don't mind guards. Uh, I think if you're really honing in on the surf lifesavers, I think that maybe there's something there that you could have gone with. I, I, and you'd, I you'd go know. a naked man like the Dockers logo, wouldn't you, Mason? Oh, mate, give me a well-hung man. And then we've got sharks, dolphins, and pirates, which uh, <laughs> which just seem to be uh, kicked down the road for all these expansion teams. I'm pretty sure that uh, Marlin, so Stingrays, Marlins, it might have been Guards or Guardians, I'm not too sure, and Suns were the final four. I'm actually pretty sure when the team was announced, it was just Gold Coast. I'm pretty sure they... It was, the Gold Coast Football Club. Gold yep. Coast Football Club, yeah. And then there was a lot of pressure from the AFL to go, uh-uh, no, 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 you need a team identity. Go back and rethink this, which is why we ended up getting that odd text underneath the Gold Coast icon. Um, I think the Gold Coast were really trying to go with what Carlton were doing. Like you said, they're just the Carlton Football Club and having a, a monogram on the front. Reflects on their their home jersey, right? Like, uh, But I think, I just don't think it, it can be that. I, I don't think you can go back in time and be something that, that you're not. I think it needed more identity and yep. there's still time to do it. I Actually, didn't mind the away and the clash Guernseys with the wave on the front. At least it had some sort of personality. Yeah, I think there's something to be done there. Um, yeah, the home is just a little, little bland for me. And even the authentic footy jumpers just look like best and less because it's such a simple design. Um, it's uh, a tough so, one, isn't it? Like you said, yeah. they're trying to come in as a new team in a traditional competition and be modern and traditional. And we'll probably get, you know, into that a little bit more <laughs> as we're talking these final two teams. But I think that the colours don't marry that. The the use of the the um the the, the solar flare in the logo mm. then being applied doesn't add to that. That shit piece of blue on the left hand side of the logo and that really tacky gold coast uh, high-rise hotel text doesn't add to that. Like it's just something that has been missed. Yeah. They, they haven't really thought it through or, you know, too many people in a boardroom have said we need to do this, this, this and this to to make it, you know, make the team be what it needs to be when in fact it's completely wrong. So their logo only got 1.2 out of 5 for us. Uh, their, their song was a bit better. Uh, we yeah. hit that. I think they did okay there. Like it, I do like it. I might have even given it higher, actually, because I've I'm come around to it. It's a pretty good song. <laughs> He's a bit love drunk. <laughs> Two point five out of five. I might become a Suns fan after this. Uh, colors we didn't rate highly. That's got a one point five out of five for all the reasons we mentioned, and also the Guernseys one point seven. So they really did not do well on most fronts. The poor Suns. There's still time to to rectify it. I'd like to see them do so. 
Same as you. Uh, we then got the GWS Giants the next year, so a fair bit going on here. Um, potentially went the other way of the Suns in a lot of ways. So they are obviously orange and charcoal uh, with a bit of white in there as well. So orange was chosen over green. So green's another one that's been kicked down the road by many clubs. Uh, I'm sure that'll change with Tassie. Chosen over green as it represented a bright horizon in the line with bold aspiration, the clubs had found in their research. Um, blah, blah, blah. The club self-styles its nickname in capital letters, Giants, like it's shouting at you, like the Suns do. Yeah. Um, oh, not a lot of interesting stuff here. Wolves emerged as a strong contender, but was ultimately discarded due to concerns about negative connotations like toothless wolves and that sort of stuff. Um, Sheedy played a pivotal role in choosing the team name and colours. He wanted a name that would only not only inspire players but staff and supporters, thus settling on the Giants to convey the idea of being the best and achieving greatness. Um, Jack killed the Giant, didn't he, in the fairy tale? Uh, yeah, I guess. Yep. Yep. Orange was chosen over green as it represented a bright horizon, bold aspirations, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they... It was preferred over green, especially for on-field and televised appearances, aligning with the concept of thinking big, living big, and playing big, Mason. Yes. Uh, the Giants, uh, I don't know whether it's still up and live, but the Giants had a six-part um, podcast that they posted some years ago um, that they did a bit of a deep dive into the development of the entire football organization. So not just the branding, but I think that there was one, two or three episodes that specifically touched on um, the Giants uh, branding and where it come from. Now they had the opportunity to learn a little bit from the Suns. So the Suns, you know, were the first, as we said, expansion team in over 12 years um, in this modern market. The Giants uh, took some notes and you know, fair fair to say that they were a little bit more strategic and forward thinking in their approach. So I, if I recall cor correctly, I'm, I believe that the Giants colours were picked to appeal to a younger audience so that they were uh, trying to grab new fans that would um, grow with the club. So they weren't trying to target, you know, traditionalist footballers who'd already been in ex existence. They were trying to um, get younger people into the sport. So the, the brighter orange colours um, was uh, an element of that. I know that they also went very American in their style as well. So American sports, you know, uh, you know, a lot bigger in Australia now than what they were in the early expansion time. So what you see there with the the bold um, sans serif type fonts and that type of thing in the stylized G, that all came across from the American sports. The stylized G also came um, with that superhero style. So trying to approach a younger audience and, he you know, grab them while they're, <laughs> grab, thanks, Greg, grab, grab them while they're young and, um, you know, grow with the club uh yeah and i think you'd also put in there around the wolves so i'm pretty sure the wolves were the the front runner for the team uh, and so, what you said around the, the so nicknames there, and stuff there are a few all... so there was rangers dalians and pride which the club put up uh, as well of course the giants and due to fan popularity they threw the wolves in as well yeah. I'd imagine that was when it was looking like, like being West Sydney. So West Sydney Wolves Correct, rolling yeah. off the tongue. Um, 
Uh, not to jump in, but I'll just say that Sheedy suggested Gladiators, Vikings and Spartans. Uh, and at one stage, there were talks of a, a Celtic Irish link team being considered. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, name, I've given one. You guys are a bit more generous. You, uh, I mean, not to bury the lead, but you gave fours in every category. I, it's the Did last I? team, so you might have gotten bored and just uh, copy and pasted times five. <laughs> um I don't mind Giants. I don't love it. It's the GWS part that I think's lame. I think yeah. they would have resonated with uh, Western Sydney more if it was just Western Sydney. Like, um, you know, I think that term sort of is pretty big there, like Drink West and stuff like that. Like, you know, the West, it's it's a patriotic sort of uh, term for that area. So I think they dropped the ball there probably is too late to change. I don't know. Um, logo, I was uninspired by two. Uh, I gave that a one. You gave it a four. I think that that G would make a cool secondary logo. I would have liked there to be something more for their primary. What are your thoughts on name and logo? Yeah, so uh, same as you, I, I recall there being a reason why they had Greater Western Sydney and just not Western Sydney. I think I can they tell were... you why. It's trying to trying to uh, <laughs> capture too much. It's like the whole Redcliffe slash yeah. Dolphins thing. You want to cast your net wide, and, and as a result, you um you appeal to yeah you know, very few, unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah. So I, again, with you, I would have loved just it to be in Western Sydney, uh, or let's be honest, they still play out of Sydney the majority of the time. So just the second Sydney team, Sydney Giants. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, I didn't really think about it until just then when you mentioned it, the the G being a secondary logo as opposed to a first logo. I think I actually don't mind it. Um, I, I've never loved it, but I don't mind it i do think it's bold i do think it's modern will it stand the test of time that's probably still up for debate you know we're only you know just over 10 years uh in the existence of this team you probably need another 10 15 to really uh get a good grasp on that whereas when so you there, compare to the suns you know for a fact that that one's so there's that rumors of that it. logo being like the state shape isn't it and then the inner part of the g being like the sydney waterways or something i don't know whether there was any merit to that but i definitely see new south wales shape in the g uh and maybe the inside of the g you could be your your so what's the is it the hume What's the what's the highway that runs? No, not the Hume. That's in Melbourne. The, the Hume highway is the that, highway that runs between Melbourne and Sydney. No, I'm thinking the one that goes through the Blue Mountains out to Western Sydney. Anyway, um... so so mixed bag from us. It's gotten a two point seven for name, two point three for logo. Um, yeah, you and I were fairly different in our thoughts there. Um, where we weren't different is the song, which is, to me, almost the greatest song in the AFL. So the fact that they're rivaling greats like um, the Richmond Tigers one and, you know, Collingwood's and Melbourne's and whatnot, uh, being the newest club, says to me that they've done it right. So... That's 
that uh, I love the the meme that that become as well yep. in recent times. Uh, you and I both gave that a high school fives and fours. Nick the spoil sport hating that sort of song gave it a what? one. So Nick that is yeah that is a three point three out of five. That is criminal. But what the fuck can we do? Um, <sighs> colors. Colours, we all agreed it was great. They they own orange in Australia. Um, there's obviously the Perth Scorchers and there's probably others, but orange is GWS's colour. I don't know whether the charcoal was the best, so I gave it a 4.5. Um, some people probably think it's just a washed-out black, which is obviously an error, but 4.3 for that. That is the highest score out of anyone for the Giants. Orange, the orange tsunami. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I think important to note too, the, the song for the GWS Giants was written by the Cat Empire. Cat Empire. Did you, yeah, did right, you, yeah. 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 I, don't, I can't remember the lead, the writer's name, but uh, yes, the song was, uh, I think they wrote it and they're like, oh, do I submit this or not? And then I think they submitted it just through their general, you know, fan uh, email and it was picked up and obviously the story goes from there. You should definitely check out that um, that GWS podcast. It's around somewhere. Yeah, I probably won't. But um... <laughs> I was talking to the listeners. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Guernsey. So you guys were pretty generous giving it fours. I gave it a 2.5. I think their current one is much better. Uh, I think their current offering in general is much better. They've um, got that really blackout. Stealthy surrender strip. Yep. Yeah. Whatever they want to call it. I think the home is much cooler now being a central, more traditional uh, design. You didn't mind the originals? Yeah. I didn't, bit of personality I didn't, there. I didn't mind the original at all. I thought it was a point of difference. I thought that it worked bar, you know, just that little bit under the arm. But, you know, that's just me being picky. I, you know, that, that stylized G works well as a... Could you call it a monogram? Probably not in the center of the the Guernsey there, but I liked the fact that that one could be applied to the side as well. Something different, a bit modern, didn't hate it. So that finishes off our scoring. So all we have to do now is say how they finished. Uh, we've obviously got a weighted scoring system and not, a, not even you knows, not, sorry, not even you know how this has landed. Uh, do you care to take a guess at who was the first and first and last? Uh, last is definitely the Gold Coast Suns, and I would say first would probably be either <laughs> Fremantle or GWS. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, get a pretend drum roll in there. I'll get Craig to put something in post. We don't actually have to do one. Uh, so in last place, no surprises, you mentioned it with 23 points out of, I'm not too sure what the, the max was. How many? <laughs> haven't worked that out with my uh, intricate weighting system, but 23 points is unfortunately the Gold Coast Sun. So uh, finishing last in terms of logo, in terms of colours and in terms of Guernseys, the Gold Coast Sun's got 23 of our imaginary points. Yeah. Second last, not veering too far away from location, uh, the Carrara Koalas, the Brisbane Bears got 29 points. So uh, nothing nothing was the worst for them. Their song saved them a fair bit. Yeah. Um, so they were sixth. In fifth place, 
surprisingly, and this is where it gets quite tight, is Fremantle on 33.7. Okay. Uh, actually, we voted the best logo, which shocks the absolute shit out of me, and best song. Um, yeah. So, yep. Uh, song, you song that... definitely. Logo, yeah. You uh, don't know. You thought they were going to win, but I obviously brought it right down. <laughs> you reined that one in. <laughs> Gets really tight here, so I think there's only a few points between. There's less than four points between uh, the next four. So fourth place was the Adelaide Crows. They had the best name, best colours, best Guernsey. Uh, unfortunately, their logo brought them down, which I thought was harsh from you guys. But um, and their song was shit house. So fourth place. In third place, bronze medal, Port Adelaide, who marginally beat the Crows by 0.3 of a, of, of a point. They finished on 38. Uh, despite being voted as the worst name, they were solid in all the rest, quite high in the colours as well. Uh, second place, GWS Giants. Oh, he's rigged it. He has rigged it, GWS for sure. edged out the power <laughs> by 0.2 of a point. Uh, so, yep. And uh, they were... Okay in all categories and finished highest in colours. Uh, and then the winner, 41.8. <laughs> solid in most categories, a little low on the logo. Best for the name and best for the colours. 41.8, the West Coast Eagles. Can we get that music playing again, uh, Mason? Uh, yep. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant little guitar lick there. Okay, that'll do. <laughs> Two hours already. Um, so I thought it'd be funny to make up a uh, an imaginary team if you combined all the best parts of uh, what was voted best. So the team name would be the Eucla. Uke, 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 Is that how you say it? Eucla. I don't know it's what you're a, trying to say. Are you having a it's fit? A, you having a seizure? It's, a, it's a town between WA and South Australia, Eucla. Eucla Black Eagles. Okay. So the Crows and, and the Eagles got the best teams, uh, team names, so we call them the, the Eucla Black Eagles. Their logo would be uh, in the style of that fucking god-awful Frio logo. Uh, their colours will be orange, navy, and royal blue to pay tribute to the Giants, the Crows, and the Eagles, who all uh, finished on top. Orange and navy would work well. Don't know about the royal. Orange, navy, and royal blue. So uh, Eagles had shades of orange in that fucking god-awful bloody... It's okay. basically the ochre jersey, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. uh, the song will be in the Frio-style song, which we're not too upset about, and it will be coloured like the, the Crows' striped guernsey. So... Uh, if I didn't have two kids and uh, a job that was stressing me the fuck out, I'd probably try and mock something up. But Jersey you, Tragic you will do it for us. This. Yeah, <laughs> Jersey Tragic. I'll try. Yeah, anyway, moving on. Uh, the the worst team, the worst team would be called simply Port Power. <laughs> Port Power. Maybe the the Greater Adelaide Power or something like that if you want to piggyback the Giants with them. Uh, the logo would be in the Sun style, so you could have something awful power Suns-like. Uh, their song would be the Crows' first song. <laughs> Colours Cam- would simply... Yeah, the Camry sorry. Power. Yeah, the Camry Power. Uh, the Power's their, Beer Power. <laughs> their their colours would be red and gold. Um, 
maybe you could throw green and purple in there if you want to piggyback Frio. And their jersey would just be a boring ass fucking Suns jersey. So, uh, just to recap, uh, best na- yeah. Well, we don't need to recap. We've gone for that, long enough. So that's yeah. where we've landed. Excellent. And uh, we are right. And no listeners can let us know otherwise. <laughs> um, I uh, I oh god, we're gone so long anyway. Um, I, I might as well just fucking bring it up. Go on then. I, I was gonna get. Uh, Liam, I got Liam Pack to fill out the uh, questionnaire. Oh, and r- friend of the being, show, Pax eighty eight. Yeah, rather than being uh, rather than being serious, he's been a fucking smart ass. So, uh, some notes on West Coast. We don't going to go through the ratings, but uh, he noted: imagine having the arrogance to label yourself as a whole coastline. Does Kalgoorlie, Meriden, Manjimup, and all those other crap towns not matter? Uh, terrible logo. There's actually no Eagles in WA. That's a fact. Uh, we're flying high as a song only resembled the amount of drugs they took during their golden years. <laughs> I did think that. Oh, I did think that. Uh, <clears throat> what else has Liam gone on to? Uh... Oh, he, while you're gone, let me do the rest of the spiel. So if you do agree or disagree with us, we are happy to hear it. You're, just, you're not right. We're right. But please let us know. Uh, you can do that by emailing us at fieldofdesignpodcast at gmail.com or you can message, comment, or tag us at fieldofdesignpodcast. Um, while you're still looking for that, mate, we did get message from Sean Custerline, previous guest on this show regarding the Cowboys Women in League jersey, loving the Women in League Cowboys jersey, and especially that it launched with the retail version that a lot of the retail collateral uses player versions these days. It drives me bonkers. Yeah, I tend to agree that it is a weird one, that you're selling something that that isn't the product they get. So um, most of the but time your, your collateral's in the players', players, players on the players. Um, just strange. I personally think the NRL should just let you sublimate the, the replicas. I would probably prefer to buy one with a sublimated badge like the players wear, but conversation for another day. Well, that'll bring the price down too, won't it? So mm. if they're looking at bringing prices down, there you go, Mr. Volandis. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that pretty much wraps it up, mate, unless you've got those comments there. I do, so I'm going to ignore everything he says about the Dockers because he's a, uh, he's a diehard Dockers nuffy now after changing clubs a million times like you've been known to do, Mason. Uh, the power, he Let's thinks is a coin it every year. Yeah. Which team the, am I going to follow this week? Mm, that one. The power, ironic considering South Australia can actually, can't actually get power to their citizens. <laughs> uh and um, he doesn't mind the song. He also liked the song Never Tear Up Our Tarps, which is a funny YouTube song which everyone should uh, should check out. Oh, fuck that. Um, and for GWS and Gold Coast, just give them both blanket two stars. I genuinely think both these clubs should fold. Go back to cloud, go back to 16 clubs and let me yell some clouds for more. Actually, the only thing great that GWS brought in was that Hungarian-Russian-style music for their theme song. Club and Colours, terrible. Also, GC ruined the career of Gary There's a big, big sound. There's a big, big sound for the rest of the town. It's the sound of my team. Also, congratulations to our friend Liam for becoming a father. So, uh... 
Congrats, Liam. Yep. Longest podcast we've ever done. Probably need to wrap it up. I was going to venture into what the Tasmanian team should do, but that can probably get its own team when Nick, uh, its own podcast when Nick is here. Yeah, fair call. Fair call. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you haven't, make sure to subscribe so you get the notifications once the new episodes drop. Don't forget to leave us a review and some stars on your podcast catcher. Kit. How many stars I think will emulate the GWS song, which got... Da, 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 da. Oh, fuck. They only got 3.3. Anyway, go with that. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you and good night. Oh, that's fine. I've got a joke as well. Oh, okay, go on. What's Nick's favourite city in America? Uh... New Jersey. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Very good, mate. Very good. It's good to have you back too. You going to stick around? Oh, I don't plan on it. Okay. <laughs> All right, see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>